In partnership with Trauma-Free World, the International Network of Children's Ministry presents Trauma-Informed Children's Ministry, a podcast dedicated to equipping children's ministry teams in order to elevate trauma-informed care of kids and families in the church. We believe children's ministry is the most futuristic and strategic ministry of the church. When you're on the front lines of this key ministry, you need to be informed about how to effectively serve today's kids and equipped to create environments where all kids can meet with Jesus. And preparing you to do that is what this podcast is all about. Are you ready? Let's dive in. My name is Michaela White, and I get to serve as the Executive Director for INCM, as well as the host for this podcast. I'm grateful to explore today's topic with Julie Cooper. Julie serves as Senior VP of Training and Curriculum at Trauma-Free World, and she is a champion for the way children's ministry leaders impact kids with hard stories. In the previous episode, Julie, Kim Botto, and I discussed how we can respond to tough behaviors with trauma-informed practices. Today, Julie and I conclude our series with a conversation that clarifies and summarizes the role of children's ministry in caring for the hurting. This is really going to help us as children's ministry leaders to develop perspective for what it really means to be ambassadors of reconciliation. Julie, thanks again for bringing your expertise to this conversation. I can't believe it's the last episode already. I know it's been such a great conversation week after week, and we've touched on some really great topics. It's it's yeah. been a fantastic series. Yes. And I am feeling like the way that it's concluding is exactly right of just discussing mm-hmm. at a high level through the lens of scripture, what is children's ministry's role really in caring for the hurting. And, you know, this entire series has really highlighted the importance of a trauma-informed children's ministry in the lives of kids who've experienced hard stories. But, you know, as we think about our lives as Christ followers, we know that scripture refers to disciples of Jesus as ambassadors of reconciliation. And this is I think it's just an amazing title. (laughs) How do you see that playing out practically in our lives and in our leadership? What a a beautiful um, passage of scripture. I love that passage there in 2 Corinthians and the, the power of just the phrase that if anyone is in Christ, um, they're a new, a new creation. Mm -hmm. As I was, even as I sit here and think of it, my mind is just feels so overwhelmed with gratitude. Yes. to what the Lord does in all of our stories, stories and in hard stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, God, he did all the work. He came, he initiated, he sacrificed, he pursued us in relationship. It's so amazingly clear here what the father's heart is towards us. He did all of the work. Um, he extended the grace that we needed to be reconciled to, to him. And that's the beauty. That's the, the good news of, of all of our stories. It's why we're here. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, it, the the passage, which I would just love to read because I think it is so powerful. Yes. Um, starting, so 2 Corinthians 5, um, even thinking about starting in verse 14, for Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. 
Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. There's so much there that we could camp on, but I, I think that word ambassador mm-hmm. is so important for us to really understand, you know, an ambassador was someone who is given the full authority of the person who sent them to speak on their behalf and like, what a weighty role yeah. to fulfill. And it's not, it's not that we run away with that, whatever we want to say. We, we are ambassadors of reconciliation entrusted with the message of reconciliation. Yeah. So that message that we've been entrusted with is what we have authority to deliver. And um, I also loved that phrase of uh, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. So really having a heavenly perspective on these kids and families from hard places, clearly like our role in caring for the hurting is as ambassadors of the love of God, the love of Christ for all people. And that includes these <clears throat> families from hard places. <clears throat> you know, in our worldly view, which we've just heard is not how we're going to look at this, but the worldly view, it's funny. If you think of an ambassador, the ambassador is this very important person, but he spends his time with very important people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's meeting with the heads and the, the, the very important folks and right. Just leave it to God to say like, actually, we're going to turn that upside down yes. and you're going to be my ambassador and you are going to take the important message and you're going to take it to everybody and especially the hurting. Yes. And, you know, you think of the status of children. We, of course, um, value children very high, but the, in the world's view, children don't rank that high in status. Right. So for the Lord to send his important ambassadors to children mm-hmm. is just uh, a further, really a beautiful demonstration of what it means for God's love to be to be present in the world. Um, you know, I I think I shared in one of our earliest sessions, how important children's ministry was in my story. Uh, I grew up in a non-Christian home, came to know the Lord by attending church with a neighbor and had some rough stuff, had some toxic stress in my home, but my relationship with Christ, my prayer life was Mm -hmm. resilience for me. Mm -hmm. Um, even though it wasn't in my family, it came because of children's ministry Mm-hmm. That church, they were ambassadors of reconciliation to my life. Um, so every child that walks through that door, that that child is a soul. That child is a creation of God, beautiful mm-hmm. and precious as they are. And um, we get to show off Christ to those kids. We get to show off the heart of the Father. What I love about when we when we talk about trauma informed practices, 
they just align so beautifully with what we see in scripture, so beautifully with how we see God come in grace, how God values connection, how God values relationship. They really align. And um, I think it's, it just allows us to kind of be his hands and feet in a way that even the most hurting are really going to be able to understand. Amen. I think that's a great, um, a great point you're making. And just as we think about how this impacts kids on a weekly basis, like how do you see this concept of um, connecting the way that we serve kids on a regular basis to these um, trauma-informed practices? Like, what do you see being the result of that? I see the result of being kids who are fully able to understand the gospel. Yes. Um, I lived internationally and uh, for about 11 years and did a lot of work in orphanages. And we realized very early on, we could not come to the child living in the institution with this message of how much God loves you until we started to put together some pieces of healing for them because their earthly experience, which is the lens, every child sees things through their earthly experience and their lens was, I've been abandoned. I've been, I can't trust adults. I can't really trust other people. I'm alone in the world. We really needed to lay that history together with the gospel for that child to understand God's heart to them. So it really is a gospel issue as we help kids come out of toxic stress, as we help them learn to trust relationships, as we help them learn to be able to use their voice, not their behavior, all those things we talked about, we actually enable them to understand the gospel better, to be able to have a relationship with Christ better. Whereas in the past, their trauma might've gotten in the way of some of that. Yeah. I think what you're hitting on is critical because it's the whole point of why we do what we do. Right. And I am curious, I'm sure it's similar, but maybe with a little bit of nuance, how do you see this influencing the way that we lead volunteers and other staff team members? How does that play into Mm -hmm. it? Well, you know, first we always go first is the example. Yeah. And so as we're working with children's and family, we also want to insist that the idea of the grace way, the way of um, the way of valuing connection and relationship needs to be happening within our team yeah. first. Yeah. And, you know, teams, you can really see teams, teams that um, give each other grace and understanding. They operate well together. They support each other during hard times, which means the kids are blessed. I mean, we definitely yeah. know that that teams who teams who extend each other the same grace that we want to extend the kids, those teams are better equipped to be able to serve kids. So we want to go first as the example. We want to offer to our teams and volunteers the same thing it is that we're offering to folks who walk in through the door. We we do it together as a community. The Lord created us to, to be, to live in community. That's not just those we're serving. It's those we serve alongside. Yes. Excellent. Excellent point. Um, Julie, as we come to a close here, what, what are some of your final thoughts on reconciliation and healing and the role of children's ministry in that for the church? You know, the church, um, has always been a place of refuge Uh, the body of Christ should be a critical partner in being that frontline 
Mm -hmm. um, place where the hurting come. Mm -hmm. It's been that historically, and we want to continue to be that. We want to be the place that people think of, I'm hurting, I'm going to come to the church because I know I will find love and loving people there. So we don't sit back and hope people stumble across us. That's not the that's not the model the Lord gave us. We actually really want to pursue the hurting. Mm. So adults and children with histories of trauma, we want them to feel safe within the church, um, providing that shalom, that place of safety and, and the presence of the Lord here. We want to be that in our communities. That's mm. the that's the role of the church. We're extending God's love and inviting people into that. Yes. I love that you use the word shalom there because I think that you know, many of us know that that word means peace and, um, in our home. So we have two boys, our oldest is almost eight years old and our youngest is five. And I know many families have like family values mm-hmm. We've chosen words and we've chosen four Hebrew words, but the first one is, is Shalom. And it's not just because it means peace. It's because of the picture that it actually creates because it's it has much more to do with wholeness and unity than just a, like a feeling of peace. Yes. Right? And so the the way that it's described and unpacked is this that like if you have a, a broken wall, it's like the wall is rebuilt and brought to wholeness and it's as it should be. Hmm. And in a previous episode, we talked about that one of the words of lament in scripture, the first word that opens the book of lamentations is Aicha. And we talked about how God used the word Ayacha in Genesis when Adam and Eve were hiding. And we talked about how he was the first one to lament. And uh, as we see in scripture, mm-hmm. and so that word Aicha means how can it be? because things weren't as it should be. Shalom is what covers that and brings it back to what it should be. Mm. And so, so thinking about this ambassadors of reconciliation Mm -hmm. entrusted with the message of reconciliation to, um, to become the righteousness of God in the world means that we are seeking first the kingdom of God. And what does the kingdom of God do in the world, it is shalom. It's as it should be. And so I think whenever we encounter a story of a, of a child or a family that causes us to think, um, how can it be? You know, like it just grieves our hearts and our spirits. We need to remember that this intersection with their story was not an accident. God is putting his people in place to bring shalom to the world. Yes. And so um, I, I think that this is, this is one of the, the reasons why we were um, passionate and inspired to do this podcast is because we really do see having a trauma-informed children's ministry is one of the really practical ways that we can build an environment of shalom for the kids and families that we serve. Mm -hmm. So good. That's really powerful. Well, Julie, it's been an absolute blessing to get to walk through each of these episodes with you. I'm so grateful for your wisdom and your expertise. Thank you with you as well. This has been such a great series and um, I, I really appreciate the time. 
Well, thank you for listening to this podcast, friends. We hope this entire series has equipped you to elevate trauma-informed care in your children's ministry. Julie and I are really grateful for your commitment to kids and families, and our teams are praying for you as you advance your mission and make safe spaces for kids to come to Jesus. If this podcast was a help to you, we really encourage you to tell a friend about it, share it with your volunteers, parents, your fellow church staff team members. And if you're wanting more, stay tuned. We'll keep you posted about any upcoming series. To learn more about INCM, you can get connected to what you need to serve kids and families at incm.org. And if you're ready to take intentional steps forward in trauma-informed care, Connect to the resources from our partners at Trauma Free World at traumafreeworld.org. We're so glad you joined us for this series. We are here to support you and we are cheering for you always, friends.